Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Uh, Kate? Yes. The Digs. What? The Digs. Yeah? They're new, Kate. They're new! The digs are new! This is not our normal location! No. Why is this? It's our new home. Our new? Do I get to live here too? Well, no. Because I would kind of like to. It's kind of a beautiful home. It was like, you know, we're in this crazy pandemic. What's like the best number one thing you should do? Buy a house! Buy a house! (laughs) And so you did. I did. You bought yourself a home. I did. In my town, Evanston! Yeah. Now you're an Evanstonian. I'm a suburbanite. We'll teach you the official song. What? There's no song. Okay, good. We'll teach you the official... There's nothing official in this town. Okay, good. We'll teach you about Northwestern. I did see that uh, instead of saying we are Evanston, they've changed it to Evan Strong. For, to, for like the pandemic thing. You know, we're all in this together and they just... Oh, that's sweet. Said, I like their, their pandemic page, quite frankly. I thought they did a good job with it. Yeah. Well, now that you're here, uh, who are you? I'm Kate the Suburbanite. And I'm Betsy the Suburbanite. <laughs> Long-standing compared to you. Do we have to change our theme song now? Yee. Chicago. No one no one knows what Evanston is. They think it's Chicago. So we're the hat that sits on Chicago. We're essentially Chicago. Okay. We're a very fancy hat. We're a fancy hat. <laughs> we're a rich little hat. Yes, we are. Um, what do we do here? Oh, we talk about uh, children's books. We do, and picture books specifically. Sure. And what do we talk about? Uh, the content. Sure. And if the content is good... Or crap. Right. If it's a classic, or not so much. Yeah. And in today's book, we're going to begin a little science quiz here. Science quiz for you. All right. Okay. So, the pandemic that we currently find ourselves in Uh is often blamed on a certain type of animal where it leapt from that animal to humans. What is that animal? A bat. Correct. People many times blame the bat, though that is not confirmed. Now, There is an alternate theory that it jumped from the bat to another animal and from that animal to humans. What is the interim animal? Uh, leech. Pangolin. I think you meant to say pangolin. Did you mean pangolin? Pangolin. What the heck is a pangolin? It's like an armadillo. What? But cute. What? Fun fact. Moving on. (laughs) Um, you know, but the bat gets all the blame. The bat gets all the blame. It's got a terrible... PR department. People blame bats. What are you left talking right. about? You got freaking Batman. Yeah, Batman is good, but pe- actual bats? People don't like them. Have you ever. Oh, you haven't had the joy of having a bat in your home yet. Here's something for you to look forward to. Stop. Not fun. Not fun. But they're wonderful. They eat the insects, they pollinate flowers, they do all sorts of things. So I decided we're going to combat the bad bat PR. Personally. Ooh, with a Batman book? No. Oh. But that was a cute idea and it also could have worked. But no, not not with a Batman book. With instead a boo da 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 boo by Janelle Cannon. That's right. Have you ever heard of this book? Yes. Yes. Why have you heard of this book? Because mom likes it. Correct. 
<laughs> uh, was reading it to my son the other day. I thought to myself, oh, we haven't done this one. I wonder, I wonder when it came out. Is it more than 20? Oh, it came out in 1993. Yes. Uh, so I was in the third grade. You were in the third grade. You could potentially have read it, and you probably did not. So, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you did, but you've long since forgotten it, and oh, that's yeah. the important thing. So, <laughs> you take this book, and you go read yourself some bats. Okay. While Kate does her read, let's do a little background bat information on this book. All right. This is all coming from Wikipedia, uh, because I was lazy with my research. So, uh, where did this book come from? Well, Janelle Cannon, the person who created it really did believe that bats were misunderstood and mistreated by humans out of fear. And she wanted to combat that. It did not help matters that when she was working at a library in California, there were only three books in the children's section on bats. It says, of which two were eventually removed. Why? Because they were offensive? Unclear. Anyway, so uh, she takes a trip to Thailand, like you do, and it's very influential on her. She, she wants to make a book where uh, you over, you know, overlooking differences uh, in order to find common ground would be a big theme. So she worked on this book for years. Uh, and she credits the work of bat scientist and photographer Merlin Tuttle uh, as the inspiration, particularly Tuttle's uh, article, Gentle Flyers of the African Night in National Geographic, which was about epauletted fruit bats. And so, Stella Luna, fun fact, is a Gambian epilotted fruit bat uh, because they have those cute little doggy faces and those friendly looking features. The more you know. I gotta get it right this time. All right. Na 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 Stella Luna! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Like the lame version, but yeah. What did it all right. Do you know what Stella Luna means? No. Stella is relating to the stars, and Luna means moon, mm -hmm. so stars and moon. Oh, I thought Stella was like, Stella! You're bringing me through hella, <laughs> Stella! <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. what I thought it was for. Yeah. Uh, no, I quite. just assumed at some point her mother would just go, Stella! You can always depend um, on the kindness of strangers. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If anyone who hasn't seen the Simpsons Streetcar Named Desired episode... If anyone hasn't seen that and listens to our podcast, it's a very small segment of the population. <laughs> a very... The Venn diagram was too big. Yeah. So, I read this book mm -hmm. about bats. Bats. Fruit bats, to be clear. Uh, Gambian epauletted fruit bats, to be very clear. That's a lot clearer than I was, yes. Yeah. Though... <laughs> In the very first sentence made me giggle. Why? Okay. <laughs> okay. In a warm and sultry forest? I'm sorry. You're a child. You are a small, <laughs> I just small child. I just imagine this forest going, hello. <laughs> hello. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no. I was no, like, no. why did you pick the word sultry? Well. Because kids don't care. I don't know. It's a it's a it's a unique word. <laughs> I'm gonna put sulfur into my next book. <laughs> the, the we're introduced to a mother bat and her baby bat. Mm -hmm. I'm a little confused though because it looks like she has three arms. 
like two of them are flying and one of them is carrying the baby. No, the baby bed is clinging to her. She is not using any arms whatsoever. I yeah, guess. it must yeah. be the baby bat's wing. I think it's her head. Is the baby bat's head and it looks like an arm, kind of? Yeah. I think it's the baby bat's wing made me think that it was like her wing like, oh, yeah. wrapped underneath. The very her. rare Gambian fruit bag has a third <laughs> wing underneath that it uses to carry its baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> the vestigial wing, we call it. So she decides to name her baby Stella Luna until an owl comes by. Very vicious owl. Very vicious owl. Wants to eat. Owl's got to eat. Yeah. Got to eat fruits bats. And the mother is like trying to escape, but the owl knocks the baby out of the air. Mm -hmm. And so the mother is like with the owl and the baby Stella Luna is like just falling. And what do you think that baby is saying from that picture? Well, I love the spread out toes yes. <laughs> that are gripping to nothing. Yeah. And the baby's just kind of going, meep. That's a meep picture if ever I saw one. Yes. <laughs> but so anatomically correct. So the baby falls onto a tree branch and holds on with his itty bitty little, little tiny Her. toes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Little toes. And we can see, even though it's not in the text, Mother Bat, like, dives into a cave, and the owl can't get So these are little black and white pictures off the side. It was very, very... They're not black and white. They're colored. Oh, really? Yeah. That's brown. That's what they are. That's what they are. It was very important to my daughter that you notice that. She's like, do you think... When I told her what book we were doing, she's like, do you think Aunt Kate will realize that there's a second storyline? I was like, Mm. Aunt Aunt Kate notices lots of things. I think she's going to notice this second storyline that's going on. Yes. And it was very comforting to know that Mama doesn't die. Yes. And is, in fact, looking... Doesn't, like, just give up on her kids at some point. It actually looks for her the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, though, that it's not mentioned in the text anywhere. No. You just have to rely on these illustrations. So it was a very interesting choice. Yeah, it's the advantage of being both the author and illustrator, I think, is that you have the leeway to do that. Mm. Yeah. I thought it was nice. Yeah. So the baby bat can't hold on to this tree tree branch any longer and falls into a nest with three baby birds named Flap, Flitter, and Pip. To be fair, bird mothers are not very original when it comes to naming their children. I was... You got Stella Luna and then flap! <laughs> and beep, beep, beep. Yep. I wonder uh, how she thought of that name. <laughs> really? Would you prefer the brain like, there? Like, yeah. Le peep. Le peep. <laughs> le peep would be great. <laughs> I was wondering if the illustrator had a bracelet like that as a kid and like decided to sneak oh, that in. Because right, or her kid had a bracelet like that and yeah, lost it. Because yeah. in the illustration, in the nest, like the nest is kind of held together by this blue bracelet with red beads, and I thought that was an interesting... That is a nice detail. Yeah. Did it's... you know that some birds put spiders' eggs into their uh, nests because the because yeah. they'll eat the mites that would hurt the oh baby birds? Oh my gosh, stop. Birds? I'm just stop saying. Stop right now. <laughs> Fun fact. That no one wants. There's more. Will you knock it off? Okay. okay. So the baby bat is holding onto the nest... After, like, it falls in and it scrambles and it's hanging by its feet. So it can hear all these birds eating and, like, the mother bird is coming and dropping off food. And mm. the, the poor baby bat, Stella Luna, so hungry. Starving to death. Yeah. Yeah. That it decides to eat, partake in what m- the mama bird is 
providing for dinner. Yes. At this point, I would think some children would be confused because if they were only familiar with a certain kind of bat, they would think, but bats eat mosquitoes and bugs and things, so why is this a, an issue? Yeah. You have to know... It has not even mentioned, I don't think, at the beginning that she's a fruit bat. No. I think this information has not been... No, I, maybe it's just Pass banking on. on the fact that, you know, maybe most kids don't know anything about bats. Yes, also that most kids wouldn't want to eat a grasshopper themselves. Right. It just sounds disgusting. It yeah. does sound disgusting. Yeah. But I gotta say, these illustrations do make this bat look adorable. Oh, yeah. Which I didn't think was possible. Yeah. But the... <laughs> the Stella Luna decides to try and teach <laughs> the baby birds how to hang upside down. Mm -hmm. One of them is totally chill. He's yeah, like, one of them's really good at it. He's like, I, I got like. this. Yeah. I'm just gonna fall asleep. This is good. The second one's like, yeah, okay, all right, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. all right, okay. All right. We're doing this. And the third one's like, nope, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't get back up. I mean, his the his chest is yeah, like he's puffed, puffed out. out. Yeah, he he is not. He's got the uh, Doc from Back to the Future hair going. Very on. nice. I was gonna say an upside down beaker, but yeah, yeah, yep. Definitely saying a meep right there. That's a definite meep. I must be Pip. <laughs> Gonna bank on that being Pip. But what kind of birds are these? I don't know. Um, well, if it's a Gambian fruit bat, then I assume these birds are in Gambia. I don't know what they are. They look they look like sparrows at the beginning, but I'm and sparrows are all over the world, so I'm just gonna say it's some kind of sparrow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. A million different breeds of the darn things. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Who's going to argue with it? Who's going to argue with it? Meanwhile, you can see in like the little illustrations above the text that Mama is searching high and low for mm. her baby. Okay, so the birds are too big to stay in the nest, mm -hmm. which means they've been in there a long time. Mm -hmm. So how long has the baby bat been away from the Mama bat? I mean, has it been six months? Has it been a year? I think... And this is just me knowing the end of the book. Based on how much larger Stella Luna is at the end, some time, significant time has passed. Right. But I couldn't tell you. But yeah, it seems to be like a season. How about a season? One season? I, really? I, okay. The, all so I three know, months? Well, all I know, yes. Three months. Because I I get to watch birds hatching on my library every year. Right now, our falcons have, uh, our peregrine falcons have laid four eggs. And I can tell you, those birds grow up at a shockingly fast rate. So yeah, uh, that does not seem like an unreasonable amount of time to me. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, but that's based on falcons, so I don't even know. Right. Well, these birds and Stella Luna are learning how to fly. And I love the the page where Stella Luna is trying to land gracefully on the branch, and you can just see the speed at which she comes in because she's like, yeah! and she's holding onto that yeah. branch while the rest of her is like straight forward. That is a screamy yeah. image if she had anything to frictionally And then she's trying her. to like scramble up onto the yeah. branch and it's just kind of a big I've had, mess. I've had days where that's how I've tried to get like on anything. But when, yeah. when the man finally gets on the bridge, oh my gosh, she's so cute. <laughs> she's got like this little mouth and each one of her eyes and she's just so happy. She's like, I did it. But I'm not going to tell anyone that I don't know how to land. <laughs> Let me show you the page All of right. the Mama Bat that is my favorite. Okay. Mama Bat pick. Mama Bat. Mama, top Mama Bird pick. She has stuck her head into the water <laughs> and is looking at a fish that is looking at her. It is very sweet. I don't know why she would think her baby would be in the water, but I think it's adorable. I think it's very cute. 
It's also on the same page where Stella Luna is flying again so quickly Yow! that her tongue, her tongue is, is just flapping in the wind yeah. like a dog sticking his head out of the window it, that is of true. a car. It's, it is true. It, it is so cute. It's adorable. Again, like making this bad the cutest thing I've ever seen. The reason... Oh. Uh, I was just going to say, you, you want to see something really cute? Here's a video of a juvenile fruit bat being petted. Is it not the cutest thing? Okay, that's totally going in the show notes. Yeah, I'm putting in the show notes. This is a baby fruit bat being petted by someone, and it's just about the cutest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> Bats still kind of freak me out, though. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so Luna, the reason that she was flying so fast was because she doesn't want to show the other birds that she can't land. Right. And so she keeps flying, and the other birds decide they have to go back because it's late at night, they have to go back to the nest. She just keeps flying until she can fly no more. And so she's hanging on. She's dropped under a tree, but she promised that she wouldn't hang by her feet. So she's hanging on by her thumbs. Her thumbs. And she's just hanging off of this branch until all of a sudden this other bat is like, uh, you're upside down. So she's like, no, that? you're upside down. He's <laughs> like, no, you're upside down. What do you mean? I'm, you're upside down. But this page made me go, wait, bats can have their ears go backwards? Aww. I didn't know that they could do that. Maybe Can they're they all, do that? Maybe they're all floppy ears. Like I, I mean, don't know. I know that they have pointy ears, but I didn't know that. Well, maybe the fruit bats are different. I don't even know. I mean, it's kind of like that's like a very dog trait to have the ears go backwards when you're like, who? I don't know. I'm gonna look at this video of a baby fruit bat <laughs> eating a banana, and <laughs> uh, and maybe that's gonna solve the question. <laughs> oh. I, he wants that banana so bad! That, that's it. <laughs> okay, sorry. You're getting distracted. It's, it doesn't solve the question of the years. It's true. So more bats come around Stella Luna. And, t- and Stella Luna's like, I had to eat bugs. I slept at night. And they're like, oh, this is so strange. Until yeah. one bat, it says, wait, 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 let me look at this child. And then it's, it's Stella Luna's mom. Because she sniffs Stella Luna's fur and goes, you are my baby. So the mama and baby come together, and I was like, that's the end of the book. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 keep, no. It keeps going. Yeah, because we got a family now back at home. Yeah. Well. Yeah, adopted family. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, for adopted friendships. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right. All right, fine. We're just friendships. Foster family. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So the bats teach Stella Luna you can see at night, which... You she, basically have super, superpowers. Right, which yeah. she had no idea. Though yeah. I kind of figured the pupils would have been a lot bigger um, if it's nighttime and you're able to see. I don't know. It just seemed like in this illustration that pupils are kind of small. I imagine just like me taking out a stamp and being like, book failed! Stamp! The pupils aren't <laughs> Pupils enough. are too small! <laughs> but they teach Solona how to eat fruit. Again, Itty bitty, pu- even smaller pupils in this one. Come on. Interesting. Yeah. It's okay. Late at night. All right. All right. And it looks like a flashlight. Is- it's true. Well, where's the light source for this picture? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It does. It's, it's, it's strangely small. Anyway, <laughs> maybe I should get another YouTube video and check out the no, pupils. No, on that. Stop no, it. no. Stop it. Oh, all right, all right. So the next day, Stella Luna goes to visit the birds and says, "I want you to meet my bat family." And, uh, and they say, she says, "Okay, we'll wait until dark and then we'll fly at night." Unfortunately, birds can't see no. at night. 
Not as such. And so Estella Luna didn't really think about that. And so they all are devoured by owls. <laughs> so Estella Luna saves the day by, like, grabbing onto two of them, who's then hanging on to the third, which I again, I'm going to assume is Pip. Yeah. <laughs> Pip! And they... Shaky fist, shaky fist. She manages to get them all on a branch because they think that they're all going to die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be fair, not entirely unreasonable. Right. And... It, but this is very, it's on the very last page, you know, she's like, we're safe. I wish you guys could see in the dark. And they say, we wish you could land on your feet. How can we be so different and feel so much alike? And how can we feel so different and be so much alike? Well, it's quite a mystery, but we're friends. And that's a fact. It's very sweet words that do not match the illustration because well, the, the illustration have the birds going, I Freaking hate you. <laughs> what are you talking about? I their hate wings you. are hugging. They're hugging. It's a huggy bird yeah, they're hugging wing. their siblings, and still Luna's on the outside they going. They cuddled their guys next to guys her. Guys were cool, right? They're yeah. birds. They can't do expressions. Look, are you kidding me? Those are angry birds. Those aren't angry birds. Angry birds are blue and red, and they fight green pigs. <laughs> I know an angry bird when I see them, and that, madam, is no angry bird. And I think the illustration and the text do not match Interesting. here. But that's just my opinion. I'm going to say that the author nailed the ending because it's super hard to end a picture book. And that's a good last line. Well, the ending is actually these bat notes. Oh, I know. Which bat I, matter. It, it, yeah. 1993 nonfiction bat matter. It, Unheard of. Yeah. It gives, Absurd. It gives you, like, information about bats. And the one part I could have done without is um, talking about vampire bats. Oh, yeah, those are unfortunate. Yeah, I really... If you're a cow, they eat cow blood. Cows don't even notice it. They're like the insects of the cow And native mammals and birds, from which they obtain blood meals through tiny bites. Tiny bites. I could have done without that. Yeah. I I mean, I'm glad that they keep educational information in here. Sure. But I was like... "Mm, uh, That's uh, for the kid who was bored from this entire book and then heard, like, vampires and, like, perked right right up. And I was like, vampires? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, Yeah. pretty much, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like the picture of the fox next to the fox face bat. Right, because these are... uh, they're often called flying foxes. Right. Though I, it does look like that bug's about to take a big old chomp out of the uh, the bat next to it. Yeah. He's got a real... And and the bat next to it also looks quite large compared to the fox. It does look very big. They are big. They are bigger they, they than They can be big. Bats, they can yeah. have wingspans of 11 inches up to nearly 6 feet. So yeah. it depends mm-hmm. on the bat. But yeah. This is true. This is true. Anyway. That's We've learned bug. a lot about bats today. Also, I think she's Italian. Who? The bats? Stella Luna. Oh, Stella? Stella Luna. Stella Luna. Stella Luna. When the moon hits your eye like a bat from the sky, that's Stella Luna. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. What's the information on this? Well, uh, on the top 100 picture book poll came in at 71. Wow. A reasonable showing. Okay. May have made it on the poll, at least. I went through that posting to see what all kind of background information I could find on it, and I found... Nothing. There is very little background information on this book. Um, I do know that when it came out, our mother was working in an independent bookstore in Kalamazoo, Michigan, called the Athena Bookstore, and that they sent, they sold along with this book an adorable little Stella Luna toy. Do you remember that? Its wings could wrap around, and you could like get it around your wrist and wear it like a wristwatch. It was in my dorm for a while. Lord knows what happened after that. So, uh, the publisher with the subsequent editions wants to bring that out again and send it to me. I would not say no. 
Um, some people see this book as a book about the problems with assimilation, which is very interesting when people try to force other people to assimilate to mm -hmm. them um, rather than allowing them to keep what makes them distinctive, mm -hmm. which I think is a very good yeah. uh, way of looking at it. Writing time! Well, you said this was number 70 what? 71. I gave this a 7. Oh! So... It's right about yeah. in line. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I love the message about learning from others that are different from you and being friends with those that don't do the same things or do the things the, the same way as you. Uh -huh. um, I think the illustrations are beautiful and I like that they chose a fruit bat compared to like any other kind of bat because true, yeah. I don't think I would have liked it as much. No, it would have been all like... sonar all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been... And like creepy. And, and kind of creepy. Not, not cute. And it would have been like... <laughs> That kind of sound, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It would have been like, the big moment would have been like taking a big bite out of a mosquito. It Ew, just no. isn't the same. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I see what you're saying there. I uh, I am actually, I am as high as an eight myself. I, uh, I like this book a lot. The art is great. It is scientifically accurate. It has back matter, which simply did not exist in 1993 in fictional uh, picture books. Um, it's Beautifully done, uh, Prismacolor wax-based pencils and airbrush Liquitex brand acrylic paint. Mwah. I love the message, I love the writing, it just drills it home. Deserves to be a classic as, as an 8 for me. Yeah, so, so it's definitely a classic. Definitely a classic! Awesome. I guess there's a reason Mom likes it so much. <laughs> uh, probably, probably so. I would have to agree. Letters time! Alright, so you remember in the Oliver Button is a sissy? Uh, there was a picture of a, of a teacher, a man with a beard yeah. and glasses, and I was like, that was somebody. Uh -huh. That was some real person. Well, the people had their guesses, mm -hmm. but nobody knew for sure. And their guesses were crazy. Uh, <laughs> some of them said Maurice Sendak. I don't think so. Someone said a young Leonard Marcus, who is a children's literature person. Uh, no. Steven Spielberg. I do like that one. I uh, like it. I, I prefer Bob Ross without an afro. <laughs> And then, uh, Oh My Laurel, I wrote, and she said, Now I'm down a rabbit hole of youthful author photos of Marshall, Leone, etc. And it turns out they all looked like either a Hebrew school teacher or the kind of piano teacher who came to your house in 1980. <laughs> Accurate. Thank you for that. Next up, we got a letter from Christine. She says, Greetings. Hello. Hello. As I continue cleaning, organizing, and purging, I've been catching up on the podcast. This is useful to know because I feel like some people listen to us in their commute, and ah. in this time, people okay. are not commuting, yeah. and therefore I don't know if they are hearing us. So it is good to know that some people listen to us while cleaning. Yeah. We will give them some, uh, some inspiration. Scrub! Okay. <laughs> I just listened to the Thanksgiving episode from 2019. Are you familiar with Cranberry Thanksgiving by Wenda and Harry Devlin? I so enjoyed the book as a kid that my mother made the book's cranberry bread recipe and sent it to the school to share with my classmates. Apparently there's a whole entire series of cranberry titles that I wasn't aware of until now. The couple also created Old Black Witch, another one of my childhood favorites. Unfamiliar with these, uh, though I have seen Cranberry Thanksgiving. And then she linked to a blog post about Cranberry Thanksgiving. I'll include that in the show notes. Cool. Grown-up things we like. Okay, so every week I try and do something that, like, everyone, you know, could check out. Oh, or... yes, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, this week I can't do that. Oh, interesting. What's what do you think? Um, it's closing a house during a pandemic. Oh, yes! That's true. That's a very you thing. It's a very me thing right now. Yeah. So for the people who are trying to buy a house right now, or maybe you're in contingency or you're in the process of buying a house... 
Let me tell you how I did it. How'd you do it? With gloves, mm-hmm. a mask, mm-hmm. uh, lots of hand sanitizer. Yes. We had to bring our own pens to closing. Interesting. Yes. We, we, we had to do that while voting. Yeah. And we couldn't have our realtor there. We couldn't have any of the title people there. It was just the penguinologist and I and our attorney. And that's it. The attorney and was the, like on the other side of the room, I take it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You could see them. But. And he would explain, you know, what everything meant. And then once in a while, a title person would come into the room, grab the signed papers, and immediately leave. Huh? Oh, I also had to sign a piece of paper that is completely new that said, I do not have COVID-19 and I am fully employed and I will not be losing my job or I have not lost my job or my income and I'm okay to buy this house. Like it was, I had never seen that paperwork That is a historical document that someday will end up in a museum because I cannot, I pray it doesn't exist that long in this world. So that's fascinating. Yeah. Huh. So there you All go. All right, there you go. That's my grown-up thing. Wow. Buying a house during a pandemic. All right. Well, you know what? I can't fault you on that because I'm doing the same thing. You're uh, buying a house during a pandemic? No, oh. but I'm doing a grown-up thing I like that is just kind of for me. Though other people do it, much like people buy houses. Sure. Uh, I sold a book. I sold a book, and the announcement has finally come out. I sold a book. It's being illustrated by David Small. Even I know that name. Yeah, you know David Small. In fact, I wanted to do, in celebration, a David Small book today. And um, none of the book. I could not get any of the e-books of his classic books here. I think he is long since due, especially since... He's got a book coming out with me! <laughs> Potentially in 2021 in the fall. That's which, very cool. Which is very soon. Thank you! Yay! So that's my happy news. Man, I think people need good news in like, yeah. these crazy times. So hopefully this helps make people like... I hope so. Do a little happy dance? A little bit. Yeah. And then they'll look at our wonderful videos of adorable fruit bats. And they'll make them even happier. And they'll make them super happy. Yeah. Because that's actually what I'm going to do for the rest of the night right but now. But no, no vampire bats. No, well, I don't know. I kind of want to see like what would come up, but mm. no, no. The vampire yeah, bat taking a bite out of a small mammal. Maybe making a little sound like a tiny little bit of blood. A little tiny bit of blood. That's so gross. On that delightful, <laughs> yeah. The whole point of this was to not find bats gross, Kate. <laughs> oh. Like literally, the first thing I said is this entire podcast. <laughs> Fusing, Gabe is a Fuse number eight production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number eight Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime and our fox-faced fruit bat is Drew Etienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird. It's not the Batman song. Batman. 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 You're going up, you go just down. What? Batman. It's not. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That goes on the end bit, by the way.